Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Karen Conrad, and I'm so grateful that you have joined us today. You know, this is such an exciting time of year, the holidays, a new year ahead of us. And this is also a great time for us to really take stock of what did we do in 2020 and 2021? And what do we want to have different? Or maybe it's something that was great that we want to continue or expand upon in 2022. There's no doubt that 2020 and 2021 have been a little challenging. And if we were to listen to the news, we would think, oh my goodness, there's no hope for 2022 either. But you know what? That's not true. The truth of the matter is that in Jesus, we have hope and his promises are yes and amen, not dependent upon what is going on around us. I truly believe that this is a key for us. And Billy and Becky are just amazing at encouraging us and helping us focus on the promises of God and meditating on those promises because that is where our life will go. And they are so generous in sharing their wisdom and their knowledge to help all of us succeed. And as we go into 2022 in particular, I believe that we are going in stronger. I believe that we've all built a lot of character over the last couple of years. And I also believe there's an opportunity for us in 2022 to step into our purpose, step into the vision in a very strong way. Wealth Builders Billy and Becky are committed to helping us to make sense of making money for making a difference. I know many of you that listen are entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur as well. And so today we are going to cover something called five key things that entrepreneurs can learn from Jesus. The full teaching actually has 15 items, but I've selected five to focus on today. And I think that they're very pertinent for us during this time and will encourage us going into 2022. So get out a notepad, get out a pen. Also, if you want to receive a free download on this, you can go to wealthbuilders.org for the outline. And also there's a blog that uh, went out this morning on Wealth Builders that you can read and help follow along with some of the key items that I'll be talking about today. So let's get started. Number one is to be a finisher. Ideas without actions will not yield results. If you don't quit, you win. We are created to bring things to the finish line. 
You know, I wasn't always a finisher. I would say for the most part now, I've learned to be a finisher because it is a very strong attribute to success. It's also something that can be reflective of our character and our ability to stay with something. When I was young, I would get very excited about projects and I would start them, but then I'd get bored and I wouldn't finish them. If you went into my closet, you would see at a younger age, a bin of unfinished craft items. My grandma was really awesome at teaching me how to cross stitch, how to sew, even crochet. And I would start them, get excited, go to the art supply store, maybe pick out material. And then I'd start on the project, but before you knew it, I was bored and I would just set it aside in this bin. Well, one day when I pulled out that bin and looked at all the unfinished things that I had, I made a commitment that this was an area that I needed to improve in. I needed to become more of a finisher. So here's some examples in the Bible of Jesus being a finisher. This is from John 19:30. It says this. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is is finished and bowing his head he gave up his spirit can you imagine what it would have been like at any time during that awful difficult road to the cross he would have said you know what nope i'm not going to do it what you and i have in jesus would not be possible i am so glad that jesus was a finisher Luke 14, 28 says this, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. This is a real clue into how you and I can take steps towards being a finisher. It tells us right here, we want to sit down, count the cost. What does that look like when we're an entrepreneur in our business? It might be taking an idea that a team member gives us, or maybe an idea that we have, we feel we're supposed to go forward with. And instead of just jumping into it, we do a planning session. We take time to look at that idea. A business model canvas, for example, would be a great way to analyze something like this to count the cost. So we fully understand what it's going to take to bring it to the finish line. Sometimes we have ideas and they sound like good ideas, but when we actually go through and count the cost and understand the process, we might make an adjustment or we may decide this isn't the way to go, or better yet, we may be able to find a great way to do this idea or enhance it so that when we're actually putting our hand to it and we're putting resources to it, we are assured of a successful uh, follow-up and the successful completion of that idea. John 17, 4 says this, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. I love this because this is Jesus letting God know I finished the work and for what purpose he tells us to glorify God on the earth. Can I tell you that as Christians, as people that are committed to uh, doing things for God, to expand the kingdom, to honor what Jesus did. That is our goal as well. We want to glorify God on the earth. We want to expand the kingdom. So number one is be a finisher. Number two is enthusiasm. 
Enthusiasm can be contagious. We can influence, attract others, and be change makers in our sphere of influence. Why is enthusiasm so important? Well, have you ever had a situation where you walked into a meeting or a presentation where somebody was trying to convince you of an idea, but they lacked enthusiasm? Let me tell you, it's very difficult for people to get behind our ideas or a direction that we feel we want to go or to purchase our product or a service if we are not enthusiastic about what it is that we are doing. Here's a scripture to encourage you with this. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This scripture helps us to know how to maintain enthusiasm. We all know that there were many things in Jesus' life when he was on the earth that was, you could say, not fun, not joyful, right? But he stayed with it and he was able to really do so much in three years of ministry. I mean, the whole world knowing about his ministry in such a short period of time. I think he was probably very, very enthusiastic. Would you agree? But for him to stay with it and go through those difficult times, here's a key. He kept his mind on the joy that was set before him. In other words, he knew what the end result would be if he stayed with it and he persevered. You and I are the same way. Our mind is going to control our emotions and ultimately it's going to control the direction that our life goes. When we make a decision to focus on the joy of the Lord, on the results of what he's called us to do, on a good report, a good outcome of the things that we know that we are called to accomplish, it helps us to stay strong and enthusiastic to go to the finish line. So number two is enthusiasm. Number three Learn to speak on your feet. This is a great one. You want to be ready at any time to articulate and communicate effectively. You know, we don't always have a choice of when that opportunity comes our way. We want to be ready in season and out of season. So how do we do that? Well, I believe one of the main ways is that in the area that we're called to in our business, ministry, In anything that we are pursuing, real estate, whatever that might be, we want to get educated and we want to experience what it is that we are communicating to others. Whether we are looking for investors, whether we're going to the bank for a loan in real estate, whether we're recruiting partners, whether we're trying to bring some team members around us or bring some customers our way. We want to be ready to be able to answer questions, and sometimes they're tough questions. One of the things that I've learned is that I don't ever want to speak or teach on something that I haven't actually applied or done myself. Why? Because there's no reservoir in there of experience to draw from. Who wants to get up in front of people and just read? That's how I used to do my speeches in high school. 
And if you lost your place on your little note cards, it was not a good thing. Some of you can relate to that. But if we have a general idea of what we want to speak about, or if we are so educated and understand our business, and somebody asks us a question, it's just a response out of the inside of us that comes out and helps us to be able to speak on our feet. One thing that we do in the business school and with clients that we work with is we do the BMGC, which I mentioned earlier. It's a business model canvas. And this is where you actually pull the ideas of where you're going and you determine your customer segment, you determine your revenue sources, and you really lay out and document something called a value proposition statement. This is so important because it helps solidify why you exist, what the benefit is, and then from that, you can create some messaging around that and do what I like to call an elevator speech so that you're prepared. It's amazing how many entrepreneurs that I've worked with, they're very excited about their product, but when I ask them about it, they just talk on and on and on and on. And what happens is you lose the person in front of you. So this is something that you can take time to be concise with. So when that opportunity comes, you are ready to speak on your feet. Here's a great biblical example of this. It's Matthew 22, 17 through 21. These were the Pharisees that were really trying to trip up Jesus. And they said this, tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius and he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. I really get a kick out of this scripture and I would have loved to have been there to hear this. But you know, Jesus spent time with the father. He was full of wisdom and knowledge. And so when somebody came at him trying to trip him up, because of that relationship, because of that wisdom, he was able to answer in a way that is just amazing. So learn to speak on your feet. All right. The next one is persistence and perseverance. This is number four. This is one of those that you probably think, gosh, Karen, that doesn't sound very fun. And I agree. It's often not fun to go through, but the results of it are something that are very important for us to grab hold of and actually learn to persevere and persist through challenges, knowing that there's something good that's going to come out of it at the other end. Oftentimes, actually all the time, persistence and perseverance comes through enduring difficulties and struggle actually develops character. If you talk to any professional athlete, I can guarantee you that they had to persevere and persist because they had to push themselves to excellence throughout their entire life. That is one way that we persevere or persist in the area of athletics or sports. Talk to any CEO that is leading a multi-million billion dollar company especially those that started the company. It's so fun to hear their stories. Like for example, Amazon started in a garage. There was a dream for it. Can you imagine starting in a garage and where Amazon is today? 
if we had an opportunity to sit down with these CEOs, and many of us have heard from many of these CEOs, there was opportunities throughout the building of their business to quit, and instead they persevered. I think one of my favorite examples of this is Andrew Womack in ministry. You, many of you that have listened to him have heard this story, but there was a time in his ministry that the entire board said, you know what, you're done, you're bankrupt, we need to shut down the ministry. Even though everything looked bleak, like it wasn't possible, Andrew shares that he knew his purpose and the vision for the ministry. And he's like, fine, we'll just start up again. <laughs> well, that faith paved the way for him to connect with Paul Milligan and help him to get out of this issue with they, they found out know, they had too much product purchased and things, but find a pathway for a resolution to move forward. Can you imagine if Andrew at that point would have said, yep, I guess you're right. We just need to quit the ministry and the millions of people that are affected and impacted by his faithfulness and the message that he carries of grace, love, and hope of Jesus would not have heard the message from Andrew. What a great example of perseverance and persistence. Uh, and if you want to learn more about uh, how Andrew has persevered, go to his website. It's awmi.net. All his teachings are out there for free, and I assure you that you will be encouraged. So let's take a look at some scriptures in the area of persistence and perseverance. Romans 5.3 says this, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. You might say, Karen, that doesn't sound very fun. I realize that we don't wake up in the morning and say, hey, I want to have some tribulations. And actually, that's not God's desire for us either. But when we do face tribulations, we are in this world. We don't control everything around us. So this is like a good fruit of going through tribulation and in standing on God's word. It is knowing that that tribulation will produce perseverance. Ephesians 6.18 says this, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I like this because this is the how-to. When I'm in the midst of that trial or that tribulation, how do I get through it to stay with it? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. We press into the Lord. We ask him for help. We pray. We, we look to others to encourage us, right? We can stay strong in the Lord to persevere. Second Timothy 3.10 says this, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance. This is a biblical example showing us that part of following God's plan for our life is going to include some long-suffering and perseverance, but it also includes purpose, faith, and love. Amen? So persist and persevere will yield great fruit for you. And number five, this is really important, and to be candid, this is something that I deal with yet frequently, and it is conquer worry and pressure. Can I tell you that any time that you step out into doing something 
that is beyond your natural ability, which we know when we follow God and his purpose for our life, we're going to need to lean into him. We're going to have to deal with this thing called worry and pressure. Working out of your purpose brings confidence and freedom from fear. Problems are a sign of life. I know that that doesn't sound very exciting, but I'm telling you that when you're out there doing things that are beyond your natural ability or are going to bring a, a big result, for example, with real estate, just being committed to really bringing a, a legacy of wealth for our family and to bring wealth to help influence the world for the kingdom, there are problems that are going to come up. And that's not a bad confession. It's just a matter of there are times that there's going to be things that come up that we need to deal with. Now, when we get the knowledge and listen to the things that Billy and the other coaches teach us, we can avoid a lot of the problems. A lot of problems are definitely avoidable. But when we walk into a situation, we know that we're going to have some challenges, but we can be uh, grateful. We can be positive because we can overcome those challenges. But the temptation is to go into worry. And so here's the scripture that's going to help you when you start to feel those emotions or that stress. Matthew 6, 27 says this, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? I grew up in a home where my mom was a pretty good warrior. <laughs> Many of you can relate to that. She kind of thought it was her duty to worry. And then when I started to learn that the word of God says, don't worry, I had to really renew my mind with this. But it's true. Worry does not produce anything that we want. Worry produces fear. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if I'm focusing on worrisome thoughts, it's actually going to put my life in a direction that is opposite of faith, right? If I'm giving into fearful thoughts, fear is not a place that we want to be and fear is on the enemy's territory. God is a God of faith. So if you can catch your thoughts and just remind yourself like, look, this is not producing life. This is not going to help me have a good income. What does the word of God say about this? Find the scripture that lines up with the outcome that you know he wants for you and stand on that scripture. Here's another scripture. Hebrews 13, five says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We've all gone through difficult seasons in our life. And definitely 2020 and 2021 has probably been full of a few of those for you. But this helps us know what to focus on, even when it seems like maybe other people have left us, maybe when it seems that we've been betrayed or we feel really discouraged and disappointed, something didn't go the way that we wanted it to. We can remember that God told us he will never leave us or forsake us. That brings peace. And finally, 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There is so much to talk about in this scripture, but I'll just point out a couple things. First of all, anytime you have a fearful thought or a worry thought, 
you can know right there, it is not from God. Second, we can know that when we focus on his love, it produces a sound mind. Fear does not produce a sound mind, but focusing on God's love for us and tapping into his power produces a sound mind. So these are five keys that we can learn as entrepreneurs from the life of Jesus. And I'll just recap those. Number one, be a finisher. Number two, enthusiasm. Number three, learn to speak on your feet. Number four, persistence and perseverance. And number five, conquer worry and pressure. Thank you so much for joining us today. Just a reminder, you can get a free download on this podcast at wealthbuilders.org. Also, I have some very exciting news for you. We've got a free webinar coming up on December 15th with Bill Bronchek, and he's going to be talking about five things that we can do to get prepared for 2022. Bill is a phenomenal speaker. He's an attorney, and he is part of the Wealth Builders coaching team. You don't want to miss this. You can sign up. It's completely free of charge at wealthbuilders.org. And Billy and Becky are so excited to invite you to Wealth Builders Conference 2022. We know there is something really special for all of us at that conference. It's February 18th through the 20th. It's in Denver, Colorado. And you want to get signed up for that. It's going to be an amazing conference and experience. You can go to wealthbuilders.org to events and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. And we will see you next time on the Wealth Builders podcast. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, You'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.